my name's Talon. I'm here with the Hookcast um, for the music hook, and today we are fortunate enough to interview Jay Warren. How you doing? So good to see you, man. Good to see you too. So last time I saw you was at the Underdog concert series in, yeah. in Provo. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah. Well, what was your experience like there? That it was, was a good time. It was a really good time. Yeah, um, yeah, I had a lot of fun. We uh, let's see who was there. Bree Ray, mm -hmm. uh, Carvel. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was a good time, it was a good time. That was actually my first show with, like, my full band. Oh, wow. So, yeah, that was cool. It was a cool experience. Kind of a, yeah, yeah. a debut. Yeah, right? That's cool. Yeah, for sure. For That's sure. cool. It was, it was fun. I noticed that you brought a lot of the, the family types. There were all these cute couples with babies Dude, and yes, stuff. Dude, yes, my, <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is compliments of, uh, I think my wife and I's relationship. Uh -huh. Like, we're, um... I mean, if you're on Instagram, like, we're very, like, family-oriented, mm -hmm. and so, like, a lot of, like, couples with kids, without kids, like, end up coming out and supporting and stuff, so it's cool. That's and cool. you get, like, two fans for the price of one. Right. Like this, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if they're couples, it, you know, for sure. I love that. We're watching those little kids, like, made the show even better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think... Oh, I had Winston on stage with me yeah, for, yeah, yeah, for one of adorable. the numbers. Yeah, dude, he's funny. He's like, he's a crazy kid. I Is mean, he's he? only he's only one, but he's so funny. Yeah, he's he's way 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 funny. He's got a huge personality. Mm -hmm. Honestly, he's so social. Like, um, when we're driving or walking anywhere, cars that drive by, he's like, hi, or like people <laughs> at the zoo, like every single person that walks by, hi, 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 bye. Like, he's so funny. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. What's it like being a musician with a, a family and um, keeping those priorities straight? Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't necessarily know any different. Mm -hmm. um, so, it's a balancing act, though, for sure, because, um, like, I think when you work like a traditional like nine to five, it's really easy to separate like work right. from home life because you're at work from nine to five and then you come home and you're at home right um but with music your hours are rarely nine to five right and more times than often you're either working at your home like an in-home studio or um you're working like late friday saturday nights at a show or something like that um and so it's definitely a balancing act like you have to be a self-starter in the sense that you are the only one that is going to make work and family mm -hmm. distinctions right. and like you have to try very hard to to balance the two so mm -hmm. yeah i guess i mean the best way to describe it is it's a balancing act mm -hmm. yeah it seems like you've really hit a sweet spot All right, well yeah. thank you <laughs> yeah, no. i'm glad glad it comes across that way no, yeah, I, yeah i definitely think a lot of musicians could learn from you cool cool yeah, I mean, so I, for, I'm fortunate to have a super, super, super supportive wife, um, mm -hmm. Annie. And, yeah, she allows me to, like, work and get music stuff done. And, like, her her goals are my goals and my goals are hers. And so it's it's super helpful having a spouse that is um, supportive. So And she's an artist herself, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's definitely creative. She grew up, um, like, singing, dancing, doing musicals. Um, and then she professionally, um, she, she has like a nine to five, but, um, but yeah, she sings really well. And so she was on, um, Paul Sleep With You, a song we did last year. So 
Yeah. And that's one of your biggest songs on Spotify. Yeah, it's doing really well. It's doing really well. I think it's um, at like 300,000 or mm -hmm. somewhere around there, yep. streams. Yeah. We're, um, we're actually recording a, I guess it's like a re-release semi-acoustic version oh, of wow. that yeah so that'll that'll come out within the next month or so oh that's exciting mm -hmm. is there anything else that's coming out soon that um, we should look for? yeah so that that'll probably be the next thing um uh that i'm, I'm not sure if it's a fully acoustic version yet mm -hmm. we've got some strings and we're yeah. playing around with the mix right now but um so another version of fall asleep with you uh and then um, we'll probably do some remixes of Amaze Me, like some more like dance club kind of remixes. Um, and then after that, it is uh, new singles um, and then an album. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, yeah. so right now in your your process this summer, are you focusing on like writing and recording? Is that? Yeah, yeah. I've actually I've like just recently switched like where my priorities are uh -huh. in terms of music. Um, I think previous I've been, I was putting like the cart before the horse oh. to where like I was super, super focused on like marketing and branding, um, and then realized like, wait a second, like the music is like the most important part of all of this. And so I've been like shifting my focus towards like writing, recording, production, and then allowing like my manager and label to do mm. the other things. Um, so yeah, a little bit. It, yeah, exactly, uh -huh. e exactly. Because like my strengths are the music stuff, and like I, you know I have an, a good idea for like marketing and branding and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I've been like passing that stuff off so that I can just focus on the music. Mm -hmm. What's so what was it like when you were focused on the marketing and stuff? Like, what what platforms were the most useful? Or oh yeah, for sure. Um, so, I mean, I think it's different for every artist, right? Mm -hmm. For me, um, I have a pretty good following on Instagram, and so building a brand there, uh, and then with Spotify, um, the label that I'm with has a pretty good relationship with Spotify, and so being able to work. Um, kind of like with the Spotify algorithms and editorial playlisting, mm -hmm. um, that was another like big piece of it. And then um, myself, my manager, and uh, designer, we built a like a branding deck, mm -hmm. so that we would have a really clear definition of aesthetically what the brand looks like, um, so that when we're like pitching, it's everything is like really. Uh, what's the word like concise and put together like mm -hmm. it just it looks well packaged right. basically um, So I was spending so much time in those details that I had gotten away from The whole point of it, which mm -hmm. was the music um, And so recently like on a trip to New York um, in like talking to people. I just kind of had this like growing moment of being like I need to get back to the music like focus on the music and let the label, my manager, focus on all the other stuff. Because right. mm -hmm. you're, you're the creator, so. Right, yeah, and that's like, that. that's what I need to do, that's where my focus needs to be, that's where my strengths are, and so being able to basically, pri well, primarily focus on music mm -hmm. um, has been really refreshing. Mm -hmm. That's really cool, that's really cool.
So as far as uh, traveling and stuff, you've been to New York, and mm. weren't you on some tours recently as well? Um, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, most recently, yeah, I was in New York uh, with a friend of mine, James the Mormon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we spent we spent some time in New York uh, meeting people, networking with labels, and um, that was that was great, honestly. Mm-hmm. It's like, I mean, you always hear, it's who you know, it's who you know, it's who you know. It's literally who you know. Like, <laughs> it's absolutely who you know. Um, so, yeah, we spent some time out there, and um, hopefully we'll be kind of going back and forth and uh, just continuing to, like, network and uh-huh. uh, grow relationships out there. Um, so, yeah, so did that, and then uh, my wife and I also both sing in the Saints Unified Voices Choir, directed by Gladys Knight. Oh, wow. Um, and so we get to tour the country with her and that choir, um, so most recently we were in, um, North Carolina, um, Mississippi, and Louisiana. Nice. Yeah. Um, and then I think we start up again in the fall, so, yeah, doing that is a ton, a ton, a ton of fun. Huh. Um, and just, like, amazing experience singing with Gladys Knight. She's, like, a legend, like, deserves that title 100%. Yeah, she's amazing. And so you said that's the... Oh, hi there. You said it's the Saints Unified... Saints Unified Voices, yeah. Directed by Gladys Knight. So what? What's the composition of that? Is it like a big choir or like? Yeah, so it's a it's a gospel choir. Uh Uh, Yeah, gospel choir, and we do gospel music. Uh Um, So yeah, it's about I want to say like seventy five to one hundred members in the choir, Um, and then we travel with more like seventy five ish around that number. and yeah, so we just kind of travel and do um, do shows, firesides, and then Gladys speaks and just kind of like shares her story. And it's it's honestly like it's the most fulfilling music that I've been a part of. Um, and then I mean, hopefully, you know, as my projects continue to grow and take off, that'll be fulfilling also. But yeah. well, it is fulfilling now. <laughs> but like, yeah, that's yeah, working with with the choir and with her is is amazing. That's great. And it's probably awesome that you get to see all these different venues and get to tour. Yeah. Well, you know what's funny is that, so all of like our friends and family are like, dude, it's so cool you guys get to travel and da-da-da-da-da. All of the um, shows that we do with the choir, they're purposely held in um, LDS buildings. Oh, really? Like stake centers. Wow. And so I've seen just about every like stake center layout that there is. <laughs> And aside from that, like a tour bus, yeah, yeah it's, it's super funny. Um, but this last time we were in Louisiana, we got to spend some time in like Bourbon Street and went down in New Orleans, and so like that was fun. We were there during Jazz Fest, so there was a ton going on. Um, like Lenny Kravitz was around, it was cool, it was really cool. That's that's a that's a little bit different than yeah, it is, all these it big is, it is. Stuff. yeah, huh. So, as, as far as your performances, then, like. You've you've done a lot in Utah. Well, mm-hmm. what's it like being a performing artist in Utah? Or do you have a favorite venue or favorite people to perform with? Hmm, let's see. Um, favorite venue. I don't know that I have a favorite venue yet. Um, so much of what I've done up to this point has been with other people that this is like the beginning of me being able to kind of work with the venues on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think I'm still navigating like 
favorite venues. Right. Um, but I've always had good experiences at Valor. I mean, mm -hmm. that's like a, a staple, right, mm -hmm. in, in the state. And so, yeah, I've always had good experiences at Valor. I, the guys that mix there, I know really well. And actually, one of them is a producer that I work with, <laughs> Chance Clift. Um, so, yeah, really like Valor. Um, in Salt Lake, um, let's see, where have I performed in Salt Lake? I've done most things like at outdoor areas, mm -hmm. and so, um, but I'm getting ready to do one at the Gallivan Center, and so that'll be cool. I haven't performed there like on my own yet, and so that'll be cool. Mm -hmm. uh, and then at, um, what is it called? Craft Lake City? Mm -hmm. That's where, I believe that's the one at the Gallivan Center. So, yeah, that's coming up this summer, and then at Electric Park. Uh, end of summer in the fall, we're beginning of fall, we're doing um, the Glue Fest. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah Glue yeah. Fest, yeah. So that'll be, that'll be cool, and that'll, that will be on my own as well, and so, yeah, but anyway, I mean, like, performing in Utah is a ton, tons and tons and tons of fun, because there's so many musicians here, and mm -hmm. so many different venues, and the people are, like amazingly supportive of their local acts <laughs> that I think that it's it's really easy to not only find a fan base but to engage with that fan base as well so I love it so would you say like people in Utah love local music then yeah local artists yeah absolutely like I mean I, I if you compare it to like hip-hop and rap like rappers always have like their city right, right? like right. Kendrick Lamar has LA and Jay-Z has New York and um, I think here in Utah, the people like want to support their people right. and like they want to push their artists forward. And so like artists that come back or that make it and then come back, mm -hmm. like Imagine Dragons, Neon Trees, the mm -hmm. Aces are like absolutely doing their thing. Um, like Utah loves to like own them and be like, I mean like not own them, but you know what I no, mean? Yeah, like yeah. just support them and just and show up cool. for them. Yeah, right? <laughs> absolutely. Like Utah has some of the most talented people in my opinion um i mean it's difficult being geographically where we are because we're not as close to la mm -hmm. new york atlanta um but nashville but um but the talent is like next level mm -hmm. absolutely why do you think there's a concentration in utah like that dude i don't know i honestly don't know i don't know what it is i mean you have i mean you obviously have such like a high LDS population and I mean I've always heard that like Mormons can sing and so yeah. <laughs> like when I so I didn't grow up in Utah I grew up in San Diego um and or went to high school in San Diego and I remember being in like choir in high school my um choir teacher was not LDS she was like I need you to go and find me all the Mormon kids because <laughs> all of you guys can sing and I was like okay I didn't know that was like a thing but okay I don't know I don't know what it is I don't know what it is because it's I mean it's definitely not just that all LDS people can sing, um, but there's there's just a lot of talented people here, and maybe it's just cheaper than California. Yeah. So like, we <laughs> live here. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. All right. For those of you who are watching this on YouTube, you can catch the rest of the interview on the podcast. We'll leave a link down in the description. Um. But um, one thing that I wanted to talk about with you is. Uh, what your development as an artist was like, like mm. where, how did you get into music? How did you find your sound? Like what, what was that like? Um, yeah. Finding your identity in music. 
I feel like that is such an ongoing process, like finding your identity, because I feel I'm, I'm still, I'm still doing that, you know. Um, but at the beginning, I got, I'll, I'll take you through the timeline. Uh -huh. I was born September 28th, 1991. Great day. I think it was a Friday. <laughs> um, and uh, my family's always been involved in the arts. Uh, my grandfather was an actor. Uh, my mom was a dancer. And then, um, so yeah, I've just kind of always grown up around the arts. So I was singing since I can remember. Um, and then I kind of grew up doing like school choirs, church choirs. Um, and then in high school, my senior year of high school is when I wrote like my first song. Um, I didn't play any instruments, but one day I was like, I'm going to teach myself to play the piano. So I just like took a week, locked myself inside the house, mm -hmm. learned some chords, um, and then wrote a song and came out and like showed my friend. I was like, hey, I wrote a song. Oh, and I play the piano now. <laughs> He's like, what? What are you doing? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, after that, came to school at BYU, um, started a band, we recorded some music that was like, it was like pop synth, like huh. Vampire Weekend inspired, nice. <laughs> like block party, like very different from uh, like what I write now and what I naturally perform, but um, it was like way fun, way fun experience, and so that was my first experience, like doing music like professionally if you will uh -huh. um, or getting paid to make music right. um, so yeah that was a ton of fun we recorded an EP uh, and then um, when I came home from serving a mission is when I met uh, James the Mormon mm -hmm. Najee Mimi Knowles um, and they were doing like hip-hop remixes mm -hmm. and they would rap and I would sing like the hooks and choruses, um, and then past that, it's just been a lot of working with other artists in the state, um, some out of the state, and then most recently, I think I've developed my sound to where it's like an alternative R&B, down tempo, mid tempo, um, just like really smooth sound. Um, last year, 2017. Um, put out a song called Closer, that was like my debut single, mm -hmm. um, which I, I'm biased, but like, I love that song, <laughs> really, really love that song, um, so I think that sound is more where I'm headed mm -hmm. this year, um, and then I put out um, a few covers and like, uh, like Dirty Diana, Badman Rising, that are like, a little bit more left field, a little more electronic, a little more heavy, um, tons of fun to make, but helped me to realize like those are fun. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed it. Not necessarily what my sound is. Um, so this year, as I'm continuing to like grow and find myself, um, it's it's headed towards more of that sound of closer. Right. Um, and you'll see like when we get come out with this uh, re-release version of Fall Asleep with You. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's it's just it's a little more down tempo, soft, sultry. I think that's the right word for it, but yeah, I mean, you'll see. Yeah, because Closer was the song that I wanted to talk to you about. Oh, cool. Oh, well, good, because I love talking about that. Because <laughs> that's, uh, that's the one, when I was listening to your music, that's the one that struck me emotionally the most. It's, cool. There was something about it that just hooked me. Yeah. Is there, like, a story behind it, or is 
there's something you can share about yeah absolutely absolutely um the way that closer came about it's actually funny i think most times like artists will take like the taylor swift approach and like write about either themselves or someone mm -hmm. they know or something like that um the story in closer is completely like made up <laughs> in my mind like it's a it's almost like a script that i wrote um so i started with that one i think my process was i started the piano just messing around with some chords um, and then found a progression I liked, and then just started humming. Um, and the very first thing I came up with was actually the first line of the song was that, How could I expect you to wait for me like lovers do when I wasn't there for you? Didn't come out exactly like that the first time, but like that came up with that, right. uh, those lyrics. Uh -huh. And so after that, I just stopped, stepped away from the piano, and I was like, Okay, what? is this story like what is that sentence or what piece of the story is that sentence huh. and then i came up with this storyline um about and i i mean i guess I, a portion of it is autobiographical um but i think so many people can relate to it right in that the, the the story though is that there's this guy in a relationship that feels like he can't be there emotionally for uh like the girl or you know his partner in the relationship right um so he's like i you needed me closer than i'm able to give you right. and it's it's like eating him up inside and he's kind of like toiling with it um and i think between like the chords and it's um it feels very minor on, on purpose and it feels really cold and kind of blue because the character in the story that's exactly how he feels he's like he wants to be there in this relationship but because of in my storyline it was like mental illness it was like depression mm -hmm. that didn't allow him to fully be emotionally present uh -huh. so yeah I think that I think it's like really relatable just because I think we've all had a time where like either we wanted to give more to someone or we wanted to receive more and that person wasn't giving it to us but yeah it just i've as i've talked to people it just feels like this really relatable uh emotion that yes. people can uh resonate with i think that principle of having a story mm. like i think that's an incredible way to write because that that is universal like Right. Everyone yeah. loves a good story. Yeah. Everyone yeah, yeah, does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Movie, book, whatever. Absolutely. Like it, the the story has to be there, right? Um, when I, if I was talking to, or I did an interview with at Park City TV, um, earlier this year, and Terry there asked me. He was like, "There's always this vein of it seems like sadness or longing or like in your music." but you seem to have a pretty like happy life yeah. and like I laughed about it because like he was right like I have a really like pretty nice life like like my <laughs> wife likes me and um like we have a pretty cute kid and you know things are going pretty well um but when I write music I feel like naturally I tend to write these more like melancholy themes um and I realized that I think it's because it's I feel like it's more relatable mm -hmm. than the fairy tale ending and the happy go lucky because <laughs> I think I like that. Not everyone 
will get their ha their happy ending or their ha was it happily ever after. Right. Um, but at some point, one hundred and ten percent of us have either been let down or felt like you know felt sad or felt like we didn't our expectations weren't met. And so I think that it's just it's so relatable, and it, my hope is that like through music. I can help people of like different backgrounds and circumstances to relate to the same emotions and realize that like, you know what, we've all been sad, we've all been left or we've all been um, depressed at some point or another, but that's a universal like human experience and we can relate over that regardless of where we come from. I know especially for me, like music has been one of those things that's helped the most. And like you said, it's not the happy-go-lucky or poppy stuff. Yeah, not always. I mean, there's a time for it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, but when you when you're like going through a challenge or something, mm -hmm. like it's 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 almost like you have another friend there when you can connect to it. Yeah, yeah. I I hope I try to like write the soundtrack to experiences, mm -hmm. like I, like I I almost hope like my music is like experiential to where like someone will have an experience in their life and they'll be like, man, this Jay Warren song perfectly encapsulates right. what I'm currently going through. Right. Yeah. I love that. that. That's what Closer is for me. So. Cool. Cool. Well, I'm glad. So I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. So before we wrap up, is there any, any people you want to give a shout out to or anything you want to plug? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. All the people. All right. All the shout outs. Um, let's see. <laughs> shout out my wife, Annie. Um, she's amazing she's incredibly supportive so thank you honey um my perfect son winston who has four teeth now so congratulations <laughs> on that um let's see all the producers that i work with um chance clift mike mcclellan nate Waite, um writing partner sean rooney joe latu um let's see good friend and almost like music mentor at this point um James, James Mormon, shout out to you. Um, music that is coming up, so like I said, look out for uh, Fall Asleep With You, uh, that re-release, that'll be coming up like in the next month or so. Um, we'll have a few remixes of Amaze Me, and then after that, it's just like new singles, new singles, and an album. So, oh, and shout out my manager, Haley, because she does a ton of work, so thank you. Thank you, Haley. Yes, thank you, Haley. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you probably talked to Haley yeah. at some point. Um, yeah, thanks, Haley. Appreciate it. All right. Well, we're going to leave all of your social media, your music, your Spotify, cool. everything on Apple, um, in the links in the description. And we'll look forward to seeing you guys next time. I never gave that to you